0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: We honor you in this house. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Please take your seats. Take your seats. How are you doing this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful morning? Some of you didn't answer. I said, how are you doing this morning? Okay, we can kill the music. No music for now. That side, you're doing well? Okay, what about this side? This side, how are you doing? <laughs> this side, how are you doing? Okay, and that side? <laughs> okay, yeah, we're gonna have a beautiful service. Uh, just getting ready to start. Have you hit?
2: Hi. <laughs> ah, you the only stranger in COL. supposed to know these things. I know not on the water groups. Uh, 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 you don't even know what's happening in my city. You don't know what's happening in my city. Uh, I can not know. You're supposed to know these things. Uh, to know these things. It's wow. your duty, your obligation as a member of COO to know these things. Hey. Okay. How don't you know? Hey. <laughs> okay. hey. Pastor, do you know? Do okay, you know? know. Hey. Pastor, to know what's happening.
1: Hey. Say anything. Is that why you decided to interrupt me today? Hey. I think we need to have a meeting. <laughs> so anyways, what are you guys talking about? Yes,
2: There's, something, There's something, something coming? There's something coming. You, you guys know. It's coming. It's coming, Pastor. It it's coming. It's coming. It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> it's coming <Really>? home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. By any chance, are you guys talking about the Dominion Conference? Yeah! Oh! Yeah! 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 Like the Dominion Conference. Yeah! Dominion Conference, yeah!
2: Mulungushi, yeah! Conference.
1: Mulungushi Conference yeah! Center. Yeah! 4th of December. Yay!
2: time? do your side.
1: Hey, 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 F- of December. hey,
2: hey, 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 the hey, hey, to
1: the church whatsapp groups the flyer has just been sent with the details for you to post on your socials those who handle social media could you help me out as well let's post the flyer dominion conference 4th of december mulungushi conference center we are on thank you lord go down by three. How many of you are excited about Dominion Conference? How many of you have attended Dominion Conference before? Raise your hands. How many of you have never attended Dominion Conference? Raise your hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you, it will be lit. It will be lit, I tell you. Why am I using these words? Is it because of the Sunday that's coming? Okay, wonderful. I will praise you, God, for your grace on my life. You have blessed me, O Father, now I dance like a winner.
2: You. Praise you, Lord, for your grace on my life. You have blessed me, oh Father. Now I dance like a winner man. Praise you, Lord, for your grace on my life. You have blessed me, oh Father. Now I dance like. Hey, when you see me dance, I dance like a winner man. I dance like a winner man. Say when you see me dance, I dance like a winner man. Oh we know without without Say When you see me dance! I dance like a Whinnokan! When see me dance! I dance like a Whinnokan! When you see me dance! I dance like a Whinnokan! When you see me dance! I dance like a Whinnokan! Say when you see me dance! I dance like a Whinnokan! A winner
1: dance. I don't know why you're still sitting. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you're still seated I am amazed that you are still seated i do not know. Is there anyone ready to do their winner dance? So, there is a dance that we usually call the winner. <laughs> it's just that I'm with the mic. I can't show you. Who's going to show me? Come, come, come show me. There's a dance we usually call the winner here. Come come come, 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 come. And it's a combination of a jump. But when we said do the winner, we are showing that we are jumping over problems. And jumping over situations. So prepare yourself a little bit. Let's prepare
2: yourself by saying, Oh, oh winner, man. The Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you sure? One, two, three, let's go! To the winner, to the winner, to the winner, to the winner, to the, winner, to the, winner, to the Come on! Yeah, we yeah. Take your seat.
1: Uh, we're just getting started. You know, let me tell you something we need to learn to do. I'll tell you later. It's part of the sermon. <laughs> it wasn't, but I've just put it.
2: Hey. Yeah.
1: Hey. 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 A dream, a dream, the dream, dream. dream, a moi, allin moi. moi, dream, a twin
2: dream, Alanzuga, Alanzuga, hey, Alanzuga, Alanzuga, hey, a dream, a dream, shining, <in> shining, <Spanish> a dream, a dream, shining, Sawadi, yeah, chikanga, we, yeah, yeah, chikanga, we, yeah, yeah, until the sound until the sawadi, the sawadi, the Praise the Lord. We are just
1: starting. For those who are new, there are like five more songs Now, I had a very interesting dream. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, let me see when I wrote it down. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Let me just take a look at my notepad. October 19th, what date was that? That's five days ago, that's Tuesday? Yeah. So the dream was interesting. I... I went to a particular restaurant and I wanted to buy something to eat. In short, I was about to eat in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know when you preach about these things. So, <laughs> so I, was a, I, I went to buy something to eat and they prepared the meal. I went to do something else and it was time to come back and have access to that meal which I was looking forward to. And I could see the meal, it was right there. And the lady who was serving says, unfortunately, you can only pay cash. You can't pay through mobile means. And it just so happened that that day, I didn't have cash. I had money in my platforms, my digital platforms, which was even coinc- which was coincidentally matching with the natural because in the natural, I hadn't withdrawn any money. I just had my mobile platforms. And so I said, okay, it's not a big deal. There's to money everywhere. And I, was going, I went to a booth. They didn't want to serve me. I went to another one. They didn't want to serve me. I went to another one. They had the money and they were saying, no float. I don't know. There's that thing people say. Like where you wonder why they've gone for work, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? I want to deposit. When you want to deposit, they'll say, no what? No space. And then when you want to withdraw, no float. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways. So the person gives me one of those answers, but I could see the money with them. Then I go to an ATM, and interestingly, that particular bank wasn't working. Which ended up happening during the week, eh? yeah. So <laughs> interestingly, that particular bank, the ATMs weren't working. God is interested in the way He shows things. And I kept Trying and trying. And then I could tell that I'm about to wake up. So I'm getting a bit frustrated. Like, hey, I'm about to wake up now. I need my meal. (laughs) Because at that point now I could tell I was in a vision. I'm thinking, what is God trying to say to me? And I could see the meal, it was right there. But I couldn't have access to it. The moment I got up, God spoke to me. And said, There are things I've already given you, and they are very ready for you in the spiritual realm. But there's been a challenge with materializing them into the natural. And then I fell asleep again and entered another dream. And in the other dream, I was given the solution for this period. Because you know that spiritual warfare, One of the greatest tools in spiritual warfare is a now word. Like we can practice all disciplines, but there are times when God particularly asks you to emphasize something. Have you ever had moments where God demands of you that you emphasize fasting even above other disciplines? Whereas in you always fast, but in that period, God is like emphasizing and putting emphasis on it. And you can see that in Ephesians 6, by the way. Let me just show you something about spiritual warfare in Ephesians 6, so you can understand me well. Yeah, and verse, let's start from verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God that you may stand against the wows of the devil. I had moved on to the next verse, guys. Aha, uh-huh, next. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now we're not teaching on warfare today, but you must understand that you have an an enemy and this enemy is against you. If someone's against you, it means there's an aspect of force. There's something they're trying to apply against you and Satan will do anything he can to steal, kill or destroy. He will attempt whatever maneuvers to frustrate you, to discourage you, to stop you, and he will use whatever weaponry is in his arsenal. He's not go- he, he will use anything he can use. He's diabolical. He doesn't care whether you're going through things. That's actually when he wants to do it more. That's something that you must understand. So let me give you an example of Dominion Conference. Do you think... Satan wants dominion conference. He doesn't. So you think he's not going to inspire wicked men to try, let's say, some incartations or whatever means to try and stop the conference. He would stop at nothing. So imagine you're about to have dominion conference and you don't increase prayers. That would be foolishness. No, think about this. If it's one thing for a head of state to make an appearance anywhere, there'll be an element of security. But how much security do you think is there during an inauguration? Don't you think it's crazier? The detail would probably be crazier because of the the sensitivity of the kind of event so for the dominion conference you, you don't just sit and say hey we'll have a conference it'll be nice because we've got a nice flyer no there actually has to be an aspect of prayer we have to actually take our stand let me give you another example of your life do you actually think satan wants your life to go well I'm telling you, you have to learn to fight. Perhaps because of how calm, um, because of how calm we are at church. Maybe you think that's the way we are the whole day, huh? I don't. With Satan, I don't talk nicely. Me doing spiritual warfare on my knees. My knees are for worshipping. No, I'm serious. With him. No, I don't talk nicely. And that's something believers must learn, how to interact with the spiritual realm. And even some of the tools he uses. Maybe as time goes by, we'll talk about a few. But let's just continue from that verse because there's something I'm building to. Okay. Okay. So, there are things that are actually wrestled against. Some are at a global scale, others are at a local scale, others could be at a family scale, others could be at an individual scale. So, for example, if you are, if you are spiritually sensitive, you can tell some of the things that we're fighting on a global scale. You can tell. You can tell that if the powers of darkness are allowed on a global scale, they want to be, they'll bring an end to Christianity. They would rather you talk about God, not Jesus. Just open your eyes, you'll see it. And it didn't start now. Think about this. Compare theories such as evolution if somebody brings about a theory of which seems to involve creation, it's shut down as dogma and it's shut down as a myth. Now from an empirical perspective, evolution, I, I don't know, I've, I laugh every time I read about it. It's such a weak theory that they keep looking for a missing link. From an empirical perspective, it's, 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 it's a horrible theory, it's weak. Are we still waiting for the rest of the monkeys? Like it's, it's just, it's weak, I tell you. It's weak because it, there are just certain aspects that not answer. They not answer where did you start. Then not answer where you're going. But you'll find champions with PhDs very empirical in everything else but somehow would want to believe that's real. You can tell there's a global fight. Let's go on. Verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand. So there are some days which are harder than others. Satan has got certain periods that he targets where he unleashes everything at you. So there are some days which are harder than others. And you have to be prepared for those days. Let's go on. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, uh-huh. and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, let's go on, above all, taking the shield of faith, there are some battles you never knew you were in because your faith shielded you. I'm telling you, you'll be, one day you will thank God for the teachings we've given you because you'll be amazed at how there are some battles you never knew you were fighting. Because you took a shield of faith. Faith quenches. It quenches the fairy darts. Let's go on. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. If you look at the Greek word used for word there, it's the word rema. Now, when you're talking about the rema word, We're referring to the now word. It's what is God saying? It's what's God saying right now. Like what is he emphasizing? So sometimes there's a particular scripture he can emphasize. Sometimes there's a particular discipline he can emphasize. Sometimes he can even tell you to do something strange and weird. Of course not something uh, that's against his principles. But he can tell you to do something strange because that's the way that battle should be fought. So that's what I experienced, a rema. And the rema word was very simple. Praise. That was the rema word. And you know, it's something we must perhaps get used to. I noticed when I started the song, 3 quarters of us were seated. If I started the worship one, most of us would have closed our eyes and lifted our hands. Do we have a problem with praise? Do we have trouble with it? Do we have a challenge with celebrating God? No, don't be a party pooper. Now think about this, listen to me. You must understand that an atmosphere is dependent on what you've gathered for. So if people have gathered for a funeral. I remember I went for a funeral and a pastor was preaching really good. I made a mistake. I clapped.
2: And
1: and then everyone looked at me like, hey. Because the atmosphere did not permit it. However, if you go for a wedding, that's why even the song selection will be a bit different. We expect you to be happy. If you're not being happy, we'll say, what we're trying to say is, come on, there's an atmosphere we're expecting here. If you go watch a football game, there are some Zambians who went to watch a, a particular Zambian and I think, I don't know if you saw the viral video that went, went around. They made those guys dance and whether they were singing in key or off key, that's not the issue. But the fact of the matter is they were seeing their fellow Zambian playing a match and they couldn't stop singing and shouting. And for that matter, he scored four goals. So they were going to shout. They were going to celebrate because that was the atmosphere. I don't know if you're getting my point. If you've watched football or any kind of sports, you understand what happens in terms of the chemistry between the fans and the players. I think someone would stop playing if they scored and the fans just went, ah, uko. go <laughs> Now, what am I building through? Do you know that this is a city of festivities? When we gather on Sundays, it's a festival. We've gathered for a festival of the word, a festival of the spirit of God, a festival of the name of God, and we are here to celebrate the one who scored the ultimate goal. So when we talk about, and then Jesus scored the goal, I expect everyone, Yeah! And no one is going to do it for you. And you know, I'm talking like this because I used to be like that. I was very, some of you remember, I was very reserved when it came to praise. It didn't feel very deep. (laughs) I read a book by Ruth. I've forgotten her last name. Hef something. Maybe some of you know her. I know she's the one who mentored David Herzog. Some of you know David Herzog, right? Yeah, Ruth have something. And she wrote a book about the glory of God. And she said something. She said, praise is meant to be high, and then worship is meant to be deep. And so she said, the height of your praise would determine the depth of your worship. And so, if, if, if we don't learn to praise Him and give Him our highest praise, then I'll, I'll think we are pretending if we're claiming to give Him our deepest worship. Somebody say, Glory to God. Glory to God. Say it one more time. Glory to God. So, somebody say, Lord, you are great, Glory to you. you are mighty. And you know, the fruit of our lips, the Bible says we offer continually the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. You know, one of the things that praises God is when we actually confess what he has done for us. I'll be honest with you. I can't wait for the day when my daughter will be able to say her name. I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. One of the things I can't wait for is for her to understand my words <laughs> and so we can have some very intelligent conversations because I plan on teaching about the world. Yeah, no one would teach her for me in that aspect. I would teach her on the world and how it works, why people think the way they think and if it, how, to, how to relate with different kinds of people. I will be very deliberate about that. So now, in terms of saying her name, one thing I can't wait for is for her to say her son's name. Because it's been gotten from me. Like, it's like, didn't have to work for it. It's, it's, no one can deny. Funny thing is this. Not even I can deny her that name. Not even I can deny her that name. It's hers. It's her inheritance. It's, 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 it's been grabbed a hold of. And then, beyond that, no one can deny her what I represent. So, for example, there's none of you who's more Zambian than she is. She's as Zambian as you. you have, you've just grown up more and understand your rights more. But technically, she's as Zambian as everybody else. And then on a larger scale, as human as everybody else. So now, in that perspective, imagine how God feels. When you say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He's like, yeah, that's me. And he turns to an angel. I'm the one who did that, you know. That one, I'm the one who did that. And someone says, what about what they used to do? Like, I forgot all that. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> the bloopers of the movie don't show in the final production. <laughs> praise God. Now, so for example, when I was saying, that's why I love that song. That's why I stayed with it. Because I'm saying, I'll praise you, God, for your grace. So it's his grace, right? His empowerment. And that's why now when I'm dancing, I'm dancing like a winner, man. Why? Because of His grace. So we're talking a a little bit about praise. Let's go on. If you've noticed, I'm sharing quite a number of thoughts with you. eh? It's because we need to. I I think we really need to challenge ourselves when it comes to these thoughts. I I think it's very. um, I think it's very important that we do. So I'll just give you a few things about praise, and then we'll praise. Number one, praise creates an atmosphere that is so divine that God can live in it. What people could not do with blocks could be done with praise. In the book of Acts, Paul speaks to the the Athenians and says... God does not dwell in man-made buildings. He doesn't. There is no building that is so holy that it can be seen as the habitation of God. So someone would say, how then can you sanctify a building? Praise God in it. Why do you think... They would offer sacrifices and they would pray. What do you think God was really inhabiting? Was it the stones? Or the scriptures has the answer for that? Some of those stones are broken now. There are some places that were dedicated thousands of years ago that currently are not there anymore. Could it be that it was beyond the blocks? Give me Psalm 22 verse 3 from the King James Version. It's that from verse 2 for context. So, do you want your home to be a home of miracles, a home of an atmosphere of God? This is the key. Oh, oh my God, I cry in the daytime. Okay, he was complaining. You know, David, but thou hearest not, and the night season, and I'm not silent. David, David was going through a period of time. Now, you know I like the writings of David. They are so real. He would describe what he was going through as a human being, and then he would switch to revelation. then he would drag the human being into the realm of revelation. That's why, after his talk, 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 he would say, Now why are you downcast on my soul? <laughs> now look at the next verse. But thou art holy. Everybody say, holy. One more time, holy, holy. Yeah, yeah, Lord God Almighty. Holy. I was teaching the Sweet Service of Zion on Friday, and I was I was telling them that there are actually certain realms of worship that only believers Only believers. It's not possible for anybody else. It says no one can call Jesus Lord unless the Spirit of God inspires them. That's why you notice when a Christian artist releases a song about God's love, it will most likely be a hit even with unbelievers. Reason being, that's the way God's love has been designed. It doesn't say for God so loved Christians. It didn't say for God so loved the church. It says for God so loved the world. So... That's, and So that's why God uses particularly that ministry to gather everyone. So you'll find, even someone who's not been to church in years, if they're to hear, Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me, you'll find it to touch their heart very easily. That's why we need those songs. Or if they hear, um, other example can I give? Um, Doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. But then, there are other realms that won't appeal to the whole world. There are other realms that won't appeal to the whole world. Shocking me, sometimes not even to the whole church. You will not hear the whole world singing, Holy, holy, not not really. Or, no wonder the angels adore you. No wonder the elders bow before you. You won. You won't. Because that one needs revelation. It's beyond just here. There are certain songs I never appreciated until I began to grow. Like I, I, I remember reading the book of Revelations for myself, and I read where it said, "Hallelujah, Hallelujah!" For the Lord God Omnipotent reigns, and Omnipotent means all-powerful, Almighty. Mm, I couldn't take. Agnes Day is the same. Now I would sing Hallelujah. My mind would picture that. Like all oh, the hosts of angels. Hallelujah. For the Lord God of the people And then worse off, I made a mistake. I learned it in Hebrew. Ha! Kodesh. I'll just be alone in my room. Kodesh. Ata Elohim Shavahataleh, and I would feel very spiritual. Shavahataleh, you know, this one or two songs you shook the heavens, but you know one of my favorite things actually is to learn songs in different languages, I actually love that. Because the Bible says every tribe and tongue. So I believe every tribe and tongue adds something. For example, there's a way I feel when I sing it as, uh, you know, Zamoyo That means the four living creatures. They Praise God. Zinai Zima Zinati That means holy ra moyo de usana di usiku tell me you don't know these songs <laughs> anyway, this lit generation Zinena o era ni no messiah or perhaps you know am um, makanaka jesus you know that one? You can show that. Makanaka jesu. Hey, Simuzaru oko. Ako chidi. Makanaka jesu. There you go. Tino tender jesu. Wow, my God. Tino tender jesu. We lift our hands. What it means. In adoration, we are grateful, Lord. Okay, so I, I've even lost my train of thought. Oh, I was just on the first line. I'm just saying there are certain realms that we can't enter with everyone. You have to be ready for that. So it says, Thou, have I just done four or five songs? I'm a very, sometimes I wonder what kind of pastor am I supposed to be preaching right now? So like I was saying, (laughs) thou that inhabitest. Okay, now it says, but thou art holy. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Whoa. My goodness, if somebody is going to use the word inhabit and then make worse of inhabitest. I can only imagine what he does. Like, okay, here are the praises. And then he grabs a hold of them. He doesn't just touch them. He literally enters and says, okay, this I can live in. And he can even clothe himself. That's how I imagine inhabitants. My God. And inhabitants. So the temples may have been destroyed. But was it really the buildings he dwelt in? What made one place holy and another place normal if not the spiritual activities that were taking place? That's why they would make sacrifices in place. And for us, imagine how many, imagine right now we would all have to be like, okay, each one a lamb, each one a lamb. All of us would have been eating lambs right now. And yet he says, okay. Just give me this offering continually. Just give me the sacrifice of praise. And he defines it. He says, which is the fruit of our lips. Just give me the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips. Is that too hard to do? Would you, some people here can't even kill a chicken. <laughs> Sacrifices in the Old Testament would have been difficult for you. God knew which dispensation to put you in. <laughs> praise God, and you can find that in Hebrews thirteen verse fifteen. I'm finding Hebrews thirteen fifteen. Hebrews thirteen verse fifteen. It says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name now praise creates an atmosphere so divine that God can dwell in it amen it's that divine and if your body is a temple of which it is then praising God must not miss out number two praise shields you it, it shields your faith. It's something that I do often. If you notice an attack on your faith, an attack on your belief system, praise. It shields you. Psalm, Psalm 71. Look at from verse 10. The New King James. It says, For my enemies speak against me, And those who lie in wait for my life, take counsel together. Saying God has forsaken him, pursue and take him, for there is none to deliver him. How often does Satan do this? One of the the biggest weapons Satan uses against believers is discouragement. It's very difficult to be discouraged. You can be facing a lot of challenges, but if you've noticed, if you can just encourage yourself... Something usually happens. David was unable to hear God saying, go, recover, go, overtake and recover until he encouraged himself. So discouragement is one of the weapons he uses strongly. And it sounds so simple that sometimes we miss it. That's why never, never ignore a prophetic word to encourage. Let me say this. Listen, there are certain prophetic words which you can go back and pray about, and seek counsel from God about, especially words, which if you are to give them to a person, they can alter a decision they'll make. That's why you don't just go to someone and say, "Uh, God has said, that's your husband, because I dreamt it. You're potentially altering someone's destiny with that word. But, if you ever receive a word for someone to encourage them, It doesn't matter if you've missed, just encourage. There is no harm in missing an encouraging word. And here's something about an encouraging word. I've had people come to me to give me an encouragement before which I didn't think I needed. I'm serious, I've I've received encouragement I didn't think I needed. And then three months later, something happens and the first thing that comes to your mind is that word. And you're strengthened. And it just like comes automatically and you're strengthened. You're like, okay, thank you, Lord. Like uh, maybe someone comes to you and says, I no, uh, Pastor, I just forgot God telling me to tell you that um, everything will go well this year. Like, oh, okay. <laughs <laughs> that means uh, you your multiplication. <laughs> and y- y- you find you don't feel anything. The day something looks like it's not going well. <sighs> but God said everything will go well this year. You can never miss with a word of encouragement. And even if you miss, it's okay to still encourage the person. So, that's what you should specialize. If you specialize in that, you'll help a lot of believers. And then for things that are more intricate, be careful that you've sought the counsel of God. Because imagine you go to a person and say, "Um, God showed me your wife is tall." And the person they genuinely saw and loved and they matched in terms of character is short. And then they end up missing out on someone who would have been good for them because you saw a two-wife. But maybe the interpretation was she's throwing the spirit or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. No, I'm just saying, like with those, just be careful. Don't alter a person's destiny because you said it. Because imagine the person takes you very seriously. And they end up missing out on something that could have been divine. Like, don't be too quick. With, for me, if I receive a word for someone which sounds destiny uttering, the first thing I sense is the fear of God. I go on my knees and say, God, look, I'm about to tell this person this. And this could absolutely change their life. Because they might pattern the rest of their decisions, their plans, their goals, and everything according to this word I'll give. I'll go back and pray. I would rather speak very few of those, but when I speak, it's God. Hey, I hope I've given some wisdom there. One of the young men was testifying here. He's now got a school scholarship, right? And we heard the testimony. And I remember he came to me, I'll share this. And someone had sent him a testimony because if you heard from the testimony he shared, school wasn't working out for some time. He was trying to get into school. And somebody gives him a word. That it's because God is saying you should go to Bible school. So he came and said, "Pastor, you've taught us that when it comes to such word, we should tell you." I said, "God," I said, "Nonsense! Just let's you don't you don't align." No, I was very frank. I said I could tell that wasn't God. I could tell it's a situation where you've seen somebody has a calling, and then if one area is not working out, you you add one plus one and you say it's that. No, you don't do that. That could have altered his life, as it stands, he's in school. The counsel of God has stood. Be careful with those. I know that's a digression, but I hope it has helped someone. Be careful with those. Also be careful with somebody who comes to tell you that your aunt is a witch. <laughs> Especially in this, in the last 15 years of Zambia, it seems like it's the easiest way to give. Because there's always someone suspected in the family anyway. Let's, if there's always someone suspected, it, so be careful with those. Now, I'm not saying those words can't be true, but be careful because a lot of people play around with them, and some people have destroyed families through them. Any you funeral know that happens in the family, they'll call someone, on, and it's it's not even to comfort the family; it's to witch hunt. Don't do that. There are certain things which I've realized if God wants to speak, he will. Just don't, since I'm giving wisdom for life today, there are just certain things that you shouldn't force. You'll end up doing what Saul did and start consulting mediums. You'll end up doing that. I've handled many cases, so I know what I'm talking about. I've handled cases where someone goes to meet someone and the person says, no, I took a trip to heaven, and so the person told me to come tell you this. Then they start like now transporting messages between heaven and earth. Before you know it, you're entering Divination 101. I've got a sermon to preach. What, what prayers have you prayed today? I'm too free. So now, verse 12. Oh God, do not be far from me. Oh my God, make haste to help me. Let them be confounded and consumed who are adversaries of my life. Let them be covered with reproach and dishonor who seek my hurt. Amen. Verse 14. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. So he's describing the situation that he's in but then he ends with a but what I will do is I will hope continually and I will praise you. So you can see here that praise is a shield. It shields your faith. It shields your belief. That's what praise does. It shields you. A story doesn't seem to be going the way you want it to go. And you walk and you start singing, I've lived stories that have proved your faithfulness. What's happening there? You're shielding your belief system. I've seen miracles, my mind can comprehend. You're shielding yourself. And there is beauty in what I can understand. Jesus is you. Okay. Jesus is you. You shield yourself. I believe the wonder working God. Okay, next verse. Wonder God, for the miracles I see, you to me. the wonder God, you heal because you love after everything I see. Okay, Genesis 29, verse 35. My third point. Praise dedicates something to God. Genesis 29 verse Wow, why did you go to that scripture immediately? You knew I was going to it? How did you Is it a fluke or you knew I was going to it? Sorry? I already said this verse. No, I didn't. I did? Am I that distracted? (laughs) So Genesis 29, and then you read verse, from verse, uh, let's start from verse 32, 33, just for context. Uh, Now, we all know the context here. Leah wasn't loved, right? So she conceived and bore a son, and she called him Reuben. For she said, the Lord has looked on my affliction. Now, therefore, my husband will love me. Let's continue. So if you had to read in its context, the names she was given were like names like C, a son. So they come on, man. C a son. And then she conceived again and bore a son and said, The Lord has heard that I'm loved, so he's given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. Let's go on. Conceived again and said, Now my husband will become attached to me, because I've borne him son, three sons. Therefore, his name was called Levi. Levi means attached. And it's interesting that God chose the Levites to be priests. eh? Shows you something about how Levites should be attached to God. Next verse. Are we in our actual verse? She conceived again and bore a son and said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah. And she stopped bearing. This is in Genesis. Thousands of years ago. But then in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 5. Let's read it. So I wept, but one of the elders said to me, do not weep, because the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. How many of you know who the lion of the tribe of Judah is? Jesus. Hey, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah? Now it's interesting that in Leah, choosing to say, now I'll praise the Lord. She dedicated generations. If you read on Judah, one or two things about his life were not necessarily the best. But something bigger than even his life, generations were dedicated. David came from that lineage. And Jesus came from that lineage. Until today, Jesus associates with that tribe imagine in heaven they still call him the lion of the tribe of praise (laughs) so a whole lineage was dedicated because someone decided to praise God so um, let's let's say food right you a plate of food is given to you and say father thank you for this food what happens to it? It's sanctified, right? Because it's been given with thanksgiving to God. You've bought something, whatever it is. Let's it say it's a car. And you lay hands, and say, Father, I thank you for this car. You've dedicated it to God. You're walking, and you realize, Oh my goodness, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for my hands. Thank you for my mouth. Thank you for my mind. Thank you for my thoughts. Thank you for the heart I have. Thank you for this ground I'm walking on. What are you doing? You're sanctifying everything by giving thanks. Two minutes. Thank you for random things. Come on, start. Do it audibly. Father, thank you for this church. Thank you for every member of this church. Thank you, Lord, for those who have been easy to pastor and those who have been challenging to pastor. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for all the miracles we've seen. Thank you, Lord, for that partnership Sunday. Lord, thank you for it. It helped with a lot of church projects. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that they all come to church. You know, it's such a blessing. I wouldn't have loved to be preaching to empty chairs. So thank you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for my wife. Thank you for my daughter. Thank you for my mother, my sister, and all my family. You did well to give them to me. Thank you. Amen. Why were some of you laughing at what I was thanking God for? I saw a lot of laughter when I said, I thank you for those who have been easy to pastor and others who have been challenging. Why was that funny? Anything you thank God for, you dedicate. <laughs> so, submitting some unto God. <laughs> I commend you all to God. And to the word of his grace. So that's something simple. Now imagine you do that every day. So when you say thank you for this day, what are you doing to that day? Praise Praise God. And then praise elevates you to a place of revelation where you see what others are not seeing. You can praise God for invisible things. Can I show you? Isaiah. Ain't you guys feeling good? Ain't you learning? Chapter 6 verse 3. Have you ever praised God for what's not yet revealed to them? That's called faith. Isaiah 6 verse 3. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. My goodness. Another person would be looking at the whole earth. And what they are saying is, hey, this earth is wild. These angels are seeing from the perspective of God and saying, hey, the whole earth is full of his glory. What realm were they seeing from? And you know you can praise God for invisible things. And you know he's taught us to do that. Look at Hebrews chapter number 11. And then look at verse 3. It says... By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So in short, there were invisible things that were used to make the world. Then if you understand that this is how God works, and then you look at Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. This is, another, this is how God works. Is somebody following Romans chapter number 4 and verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. So he believed someone. And what did he believe about God? That he's a God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So when you understand that he can make visible out of invisible and that he can call things, his nature is that he calls things which do not exist as though they do then you will praise him even for what you have not yet seen. Mm-hmm. Hold on. And when he did this, he's so confident he gave Abraham a name, Abraham. Before Abraham had children, he changed his name. And to dispel any question marks, he just told him, look up, what do you see? So he, was, he had to see in another realm. And can you imagine how Abraham was mocked sometimes? Imagine Abraham walking, and he goes somewhere, and they ask, ah, what's your name? And he says, um, my name is father of all nations. Then they say, he doesn't even have a son. (laughs) (laughs) He only has seven at the father of all nations. Look at him with his two marriages, which he won't even have anyone to give. (laughs) And God is just saying, look, 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 look in another realm." And it's a tool I've learned. Look at Mark 11 and then look at verse 23. Okay, but I'm teaching some good stuff today. Did I say that out loud? Okay. (laughs) Look at Mark 11 and verse 23. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have what he says. You can have what you say. Wasn't there a something like, say something? Next verse. Uh-huh. Therefore, I say to you, look at this key. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So, the question I would ask myself is, when I touch in the physical, that which I've been believing for in the spiritual, how will I celebrate then i would say, then let me celebrate it in advance because that's a way of me believing that I've received them. Right. And I remember before conferences, one of the ways I provoked the healing ministry, after a prayer session, I would now stand and then I would start receiving praise reports. So I'd say, Pastor Cho, what's happening over there? I would even imitate, data. Pastor! <laughs> this person came here Blind. As a matter of fact, they brought them. Are you sure? Okay, follow me now. And, I'll, and if somebody came in the room, what, what do you think they would have thought of me? Do you, would you believe me if I told you I still do that? I still do that before a meeting. What about that one over there? I still do that. Matter of fact, when I go to the venue the day before, since they don't allow me to clean, that's what I go there for just to visualize, just to hear the testimonies. And I thank God for it. Hey. So that brings me to the next point. That, look, because God is in the past, in the present, and the future, you know how usually we are taught to praise God for what he has done. But it also means you can also praise him for what he is doing. That's why we can say, you are here and you're moving in this place why because we're praising him for what he's doing but it also means we can praise him for what he will do it's not why we sing one day you're gonna come back and you take us to our home to be with you every day And eternity with you. Hey, let's go back to the message. Uh So now, it means you can praise him for what he has done, what he's doing, and what he will do. Because ideally, because God is in the future, then what we are seeing as he will do, for him is seeing as he already did. Because he's the God who sets the end from the beginning. That's so why when Jesus comes and meets John, he says, fear not, I'm the Alpha and Omega. Meaning, look, I've, I'm already like at the end. Like, <laughs> I just decided to take a walk from the end and just come like tell you of things to come. Because I'm already that side. I already know how it looks like. I know how your future is. I know how the story ends. Come on. <laughs> he says, I know how the story ends. And I love the revelation God gave Ada. When she sang, everything, everything, you are everything, the first and
2: last,
1: and the distance in between, that's my favorite part, because sometimes the the trouble is that distance in between, I, I love that revelation. Now, what I'm trying to say is this, for God, what we consider future, for him is past, because My goodness, he's the God who is, who was, and is to come. So when you go where he is to come, he's already there. And then when you go where things used to happen, he's there. And then right now, he's here. So meaning you can praise him even for what we've not yet seen in the flesh. We can praise him for that. Praise God. Hey, you know what that shows me? It means right now you may be in a situation where, let's say you've had a challenge with your body. Your body has not been well. And imagine, you go with your eyes of faith to the future and you say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and what he has done for me, hey, my very soul shall shout hallelujah praise God for healing me. Like, oh God, thank you for you healed me, you know what you're doing you're, you're, you're transporting yourself into the testimony of the future and you're withdrawing it and de- making a demand that it must function in the now and that's how faith works because faith is now faith is okay fine, I'm getting from the past, I'm getting for the future and I want it work now that's how it is That's why praise is respected. Can somebody say glory? glory? I heard someone shout but they stopped themselves. Shout again. Glory! No, Who was the particular person who shouted but they stopped themselves? Shout again. Yeah. I'll tell you something. There may be maybe shout, many shouts. But I don't know why. That one registered in my spirit. I don't know what. Now, I'm being serious. I don't know what that has done for you, but that one registered. It resonated in my spirit that something had happened. Shout one more time. Now, hey, let's have the final verses because we need to be ending. Praise brings open doors. Revelation 3 verse 7. And to the angel of the church of Philadelphia writes, this thing says he who is true, he who has the key of David. He who opens and no one can shut. He who shuts and no one can open. I believe by revelation that the key of has to do, you can see the key of David in the way that David lived. And David lived the life of Judah. He lived the life of Tehillah. He lived the life of Malumbo. He lived the life of praises. Praise God. I don't know where that came from. It must be a Hebrew word. So he lived the life of praises. And this can open doors no one can shut. But guess what it can also do? There are also some doors it can close. Yes, you know, this door, let me close it today through praise. Wonderful. You know why I'm loving this? Because I'm telling you some practical things you can practice every day. Then finally for today, praise is a weapon of mass destruction against the enemy. Second Chronicles 20, verse 21, we see something that happened. The prophecy had been given that the battle is not yours, but it's for the Lord. And then look at the wisdom that was here. So now look at 2 Chronicles 20, verse 21. So maybe from verse 20, uh, Jehoshaphat says something. He says, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. Next verse. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed, notice, the prophecy wasn't that you will praise, and then when you praise, God will fight the battle for you. The prophecy, if you read earlier, was, the battle is not yours, but for the Lord. That was the prophecy. And here they made a wise decision. It was their decision. The Bible didn't tell us this part was a prophecy. They made a decision, and what did they decide? They appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise? So they decided to appoint a spouse. They are the sweet servants of Zion team. And who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army saying, Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. What happened next? Now, when they began to sing and specifically To praise. The Lord set ambushes. It activated the prophecy. Somehow the prophecy wasn't activated when they were just sitting. They praised their way into it. It says the Lord set ambushes against the people of Amnon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. You can't win against praise. You can't defeat praise. So imagine this. People are coming as an army and then for them, they are all going sing hallelujah to the Lord imagine that sing hallelujah to the Lord hallelujah
2: sing hallelujah
1: sing Sing hallelujah won't you sing Hallelujah. And then they said, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, mama mama mama, 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 mama. I don't know if somebody's getting my point. It was a crazy atmosphere. And when they did that, prophecy was activated. Praise God. Okay. We've got very little time. So we're going to praise. So before that, Allow me to ask, is there anybody here who needs to receive Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior? You've heard the gospel and you need to be born again. Okay? And you know, you can tell if you're saved. The easiest way you can tell is there's an assurance of heaven. There's an assurance because the Spirit of God communicates directly to your spirit. You know it when you're saved. And interestingly, many of us have grown up religious but we know if we're on the right path. I want to give you a moment to be on the right path with God. And it's bigger than being on the right path, eh? You become a new creation. And no matter where you've been or what you've done, He's ready to receive you. So very quickly, I would want you to lift your hand if you're one of those people that this applies to. And I want you to raise it high like you're proud of it. Raise it up. Just raise it. I'll give you a moment. there anyone who needs to get saved today? I'll give you a moment. There's usually at least one. Should I walk about? I see those hands. Okay. See See it. See see stand, please. Those who raise their hands, stand. Just stand. Stand, please. Anybody else? even if it's a rededication or anything just start. All right. And I want you to say after me. Say Lord Jesus. And even those watching online, you can say it too. Say I believe you are the Son of God. Say I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Congratulations. Team you know what to do. May the Lord bless you. And ministry team, We can meet them after service to pray for them. May the Lord bless you. We've got very limited time. I need to get some things from the spiritual realm. Uh, what, what song have we prepared?
0: Wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 077-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com